Mama, you are in for such a treat today because my friend Dolly, she just did something so amazing. She made 20K from a launch and she's been so gracious that she's going to share with us what she did, what were her steps. And what I love about Dolly's story is that she took her time to plan out this launch. Whereas when I launched something, I'm like, we're doing it. We're here for it. And then I, I don't, I'm just excited about what I'm going to do. And then in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, I didn't plan this out really well. So anyway, Dolly, welcome to the show. Tell us who you are. And I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I, I feel very honored to be here. And I, uh, for those of you who are meeting me for the first time, my name is Dolly. I am a wife, a mom, a branding and family photographer, and a systems and workflow educator for creatives. And currently I am based in Nashville, Tennessee. And so I'm really excited about just sharing some systems and workflow tips with you all about how I planned out my launch. I almost said how I launched my launch, but that's <laughs> a little redundant. So I'm really excited to share. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to learn more from you. And if you're wondering, Dolly, I have a secret, a secret to tell you. I have to come clean. I love systems. I love organization. But if you ask me like, okay, let's get organized, I get very overwhelmed. It is so <laughs> it is hard for me, uh, but I love it. I just need somebody else to do it for me. So I have been listening to your podcast, which is how I found, I found just through like the weirdest rabbit hole that I went on podcasting one day. But yeah, I have been like listening to your podcast and been taking a lot of notes because it has been super helpful. It has blessed me a lot. And the guests that you have on your show are amazing too. So thank you, first of all, for having such an amazing platform. And I just kind of like, this isn't something that we're going to necessarily talk about, but I love how you are a photographer, but you also do systems and workflows. So you are multi-passionate, obviously, and you found, found a way to work. So here you are like, no, no, status quo. I'm going to do it differently. I can be multi-passionate and still be successful, which I love. So a beacon of hope for my multi-passionate mamas out there who are like, but I cannot niche down. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, very hard to hear the mess. And I think it is important to specialize in certain things, but it's hard. It's It's very hard to niche down immediately. So for those of you who are listening and you're like, I don't know exactly what I want to do. I would say, just get to know yourself a little bit more dig into your strengths, dig into what makes you, you and what lights you up as woo wooey as that sounds. It's true. And I did not know that systems and workflows were a gift until people started pointing that out in me. I just thought it was something everybody did. I just thought everybody knows how to organize the back end of their business. Everybody knows like the puzzle pieces of automation. Everybody knows that. That's easy. Why do I have to teach about it? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I don't, and I love like, guys, you can't see this, but there's like calendars in the background and it's all color coded. And it's like, I love it. I love it so much. You are my spirit animal. Like everything I wish I could be. There you are, like super organized. One day I'll get there. You, well, you're, you're fine. Just where you are. You're fine. Just where you are. I love oh, it. So you. tell us about this launch. Yeah, definitely. So just a little background about the launch. So as I mentioned before, I am a systems and workflow educator for creatives. And so what that means is I just like 
educating how to put the puzzle piece, the back end puzzle pieces together of different areas of your business. So if you got email nurture sequences or freebies or opt-ins or landing pages or whatever, there is a system for that. And so I like teaching creative business owners how to do that. Why creative business owners? One is because I myself am a creative business owner with photography. And I have noticed that a lot of creative business owners tend to err on the side of they just love creating, they love the visual aspect, but they don't, they didn't get into their business to run their business. They got into their business for the art, for the craft. And so I like marrying the two together, merging those two together so that they can feel magical. I call it on my on my podcast. I do a lot of Harry Potter references. So I, I like to say you can be a, a wizard, even if you're a muggle. So for those of you who are Harry Potter fans, you will understand the, the reference. But I just want to make everything streamlined and approachable for creative business owners. So yeah, so I teach a lot about systems and workflows. And the genesis of this bundle was last year um, in January of 2022, I decided, you know what? I really want, I've heard a lot about bundles and I really want to grow my email out exponentially because I've heard a lot about it. Let's see what it's all about. So I dipped my toe into bundles and I did a free bundle and it, the theme was systems and workflows because that, that's my area. And I invited 20 or so contributors and my email list grew by about 4,000 subscribers in one week alone. Wow, and this was amazing. a free event. And I did not realize like how exponentially impactful it would be on my business. And so I decided to take a step back and see what went well, what didn't go well, how can I hone this in again? Because I was still having subscribers come in from that bundle, even though I had closed it, but they were finding me and they were saying, I wish you had kept it open longer. Or I just want you to know that this bundle impacted this aspect of my business. Thank you for making systems easy to digest. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to try to do this again. But this time I am going to make it a paid bundle because not because I was like, oh, I'm going to get people's money from them. Not that at all. I don't want people to think that. It's because people were messaging me leading up to this year and they were saying, you know, we would have paid for that. We would have paid for that because of how amazing it was and how much it impacted our business. So whenever somebody comes to you and and says the same message to you over and over again, hone in on that because that, that might be helpful. That might be a potential opportunity for you, or that might be God's way of telling you, Hey, this is like a a strength and you need to hone in on this because I was getting, I kid you not so many messages about how blessed people were because of that free bundle or how many people would have paid for it. So I decided to create a paid version of the bundle this year. 
But I knew in order to do that, I had to create hype for it. And as a small business owner who is, I consider myself a small fish in a very big pond. Nobody really knows who I am. And so I I don't have an ads budget. I can't spend thousands of dollars on Facebook ads or Instagram ads, meta ads. And so I knew that I had to be very strategic. And so that's where my systems and workflow hat came on. So this is where we're beginning. So the genesis of the bundle began I guess like a year and a half ago. And so I am continuing to do these bundles every year. And so this past one was my second version. And I niched down, niched down to the systems and workflows of funnels because a lot of business owners, they hear the word funnel, they either gravitate toward it, they want to learn about it, or they get scared of it because there's so many different puzzle pieces of a funnel. They don't know what to do. They assume bro marketing terms. They assume it's like sleazy and it's, it's something that they don't understand. They can't get So so therefore they're not going to apply it to their business, but I wanted to make it very digestible for the creative business owner. So the theme was, so I honed in on the theme in July. Okay. So what I did step one was I knew what the theme was going to be. And I decided I was going to do another bundle in February of 2023. So this year. And so I I was already mapping it out in July of 2022 ahead of time that I would need a long runway. Think of it as a runway because I would need to find contributors. I would need to find resources. And I, again, I was going to do this all organically all organic marketing, no paid ads. And I wanted to test it out and see what happened. And so I guess like point one is I recommend working. If you have a launch, if you have a product, if you have a service, anything, tiny, big, whatever, if you have a, like something that you want to launch to your audience, don't just do it next week have a plan, like maybe open your calendar and look three months ahead of time and see if you can build up anticipation leading up to that date. So step one, I recommend, I'm looking at my notes right now, I recommend working backwards. So start with your end in mind. You have to start with the end in mind. So what I mean by this is I opened up my calendar in July of 2022. I knew that the bundle, I wanted the bundle ideally to be at the end of January, early February. I just decided on date. There was no rhyme or reason to the dates. I just thought, okay, I'm going to do the first week of February. That's what I settled on. And then I counted backwards from there. So what I mean by that is I knew that People were going to be in the holiday season mode and in New Year season mode. So what I did was I decided what my cart open date would be for the bundle. And then I counted backwards. Normally, people would recommend like six to eight weeks. I was intense and I did 10 weeks. I counted backwards by 10 weeks, almost two and a half months of, of a lead up. And then once I had all the dates mapped out, then I decided to incorporate my pillar. I planned out my pillar content. And don't worry, I will get into what pillar content means. So my pillar content is how I show up week after week. I know that's how you show up week after week. 
with your podcast. And I also have a podcast. So I decided that my podcast episodes were all going to center around the theme of the bundle to build up hype. So for I would have at least 10 episodes that would excite listeners to just like have them like craving the bundle, like have them be so excited about the bundle ready to buy. And then just like you're probably if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, Dolly, that sounds intense. Yes, it was intense. But because I was planning so far in advance, I don't recommend like being so like dramatic and planning like six or nine months in advance. But maybe if you have something like look at your calendar for the next quarter and then plan backwards from there and see how, because that's really realistic and doable. The six to seven month lead up was a little intense. It is very intense, but keep in mind, I didn't share this. I was also pregnant at the time. So I knew that my, I literally had a, this is dramatic. I had a ticking time bomb in me, like my sweet son, he is not a bomb, but he, I was like, he, he's coming. There is a set deadline. That's his due date. He's coming. And I want to be done with all my planning for this before he comes. So I can actually enjoy my maternity leave with him and actually enjoy the baby snuggles and the newborn snuggles and I did. I was able to accomplish that. So I will slow down and see if you have any like questions for me. I still have a lot to say about what I did like leading up to the launch, but I know I've been just like talking and talking and talking. So no, did you been great. I, I do have a question. So yeah. you open, you started the launch in the first week of February, right? Or you opened the cart in February. I opened the cart. That is when I made it available to purchase, to buy the bundle, February 6th through that first week. I think it was February 10th. How I primed my audience, how I got them excited was were the 10 weeks leading up to February 6th. Got it. So were you, from the 10 weeks prior to you opening the cart, you were hinting already, like you were letting them know, or were you just kind of vague about it? Were you, were you saying like, hey... Get ready. This thing is coming. Yes and no. So I did. I kind of incorporated two things in my pillar content. So like I shared before, I do have a podcast. And so I decided to create content for my podcast that the theme all centered around funnels, the systems and workflows of funnels, because I wanted to I guess, prime my audience to like have them curious. Okay. She keeps on talking about funnels. I want to learn more about funnels. And so every week it built on top of each other. And so, and I also asked the contributors of the bundle, Hey, can I interview you for the podcast, for my podcast? Can you be a guest? And so I lined up 10 different interviews in a row and they shared their perspective about the the systems and workflows they use in their business with funnels. I don't know if your audience is familiar with a funnel, but I don't want to be too wordy or lengthy, but just think of a funnel as an a client journey in an upside down triangle. So the top of the funnel is very wide. It's like considered cold. 
and you're finding a person on Facebook, they're finding you on Facebook, Instagram, social media, podcasts, blogs, YouTube, and then you're t- they decide to click over, watch the video, listen to the podcast episode, they decide to download your freebie, and then they're taken on that client journey so that they're like being funneled into getting to know you. And so each of my podcast guests were, again, contributors for the Systems and Workflow Magic Funnel Bundle. And they all spoke about a different perspective of the digital funnel and how they apply it to their own business. So I had one guest talk about Pinterest and how Pinterest is technically considered the top of the funnel. And she spoke on strategies a person can use for top of funnel. And that got a lot of people excited about, oh, maybe I should start incorporating Pinterest. And that could be a top of funnel strategy. Another guest talked about TikTok. And that was a very popular episode. In one episode, I had a copywriter talk about the pre-launch method, but also copywriting as well. So it was like, I had a lot of fun guests on and they were experts. They digital funnels in their own businesses. And so they were helping my listeners understand a puzzle piece so they can start slowly putting together a puzzle piece. And again, that led up to so much excitement for wanting to purchase the bundle. And side note, I even had listeners of the podcast DM me and they're like, okay, when are you opening this up? You keep on talking because I was hinting at it, but I wasn't saying like, hey, it's opening like in December. I wasn't saying, okay, get ready for February. I was just hinting at it lightly. And then as it got closer, that's when I was reminding audience members, hey, like, hey, it's going to open up in February. These are the dates. Be expecting this. You know, that's the beauty of having your own podcast. You decide like what the ads are going to be like. I created my own ads for that 10 week lead up. And I had ads talking about the power of like digital funnels and the systems and workflows around funnels. And that led to a wait list for the bundle. So that's how I grew my email list and more anticipation. And it worked very well for that. I love that so much. That is such a great tip. So good. Okay. So now I understand. So you opened car in February and then in the weeks you were talking about it and promoting it. You had an email list, like a wait list going so good. So good. Yeah. Now all the, all 4,000 come from your podcast or was it from the collaboration? You said your list grew by 4,000. Yes. So last year it grew from the collaboration. So I I mixed two things up. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It grew, it grew from the collaboration. And it also, I've been steadily growing my email list since then from my podcast and from my blog posts. So I do two forms of pillar content weekly. I have a blog and I also have a podcast and I really try to f- focus in on how to, I guess like optimize both platforms really well so that cold traffic can find me and then hopefully like join my email list because I have a lot of lead magnets on both platforms and so that's how I've been able to slowly grow my email list over the last year oh but that's amazing like 4,000 like 
even though it was last year like that's not slow that's amazing that's amazing it was it was definitely like eye-opening for me to see the power of collaboration and then the power of okay how because I didn't want to like just drop them after the the bundle was done and just like ghost them and not talk to them until my next launch like that's something that a lot of business owners do and I always like to remind people like don't do that you need to nurture your audience and get to know let them get to know you week after week or if you don't want to email them every week email them every other week or email them once a month just so that they you can continue to stay top of mind so that's what I did for a full year I dropped like I had my podcast and then I would email my list and let them know about the podcast and sometimes in my email I would drop like special gifts just for my list, just for my subscribers. And, or I would create videos of me talking to them just like, Hey, how's it going? And, but a lot of business owners won't do that because they're like either to, they think about it too much, or they're afraid of showing up in video. They're afraid of what people are going to think about them. And I've come to a point now I'm like, you know what? Nope. They're not paying my bills. I'm still going to show up and deliver systems and workflow tips. I enjoy this and I've gotten good feedback from it. And if they don't like it, then they won't be on my email list. Like they'll unsubscribe. Yeah, exactly. They'll still have the people yeah, who exactly. want to learn on my list. Yeah, 100%. The other day I was reading a review that somebody posted a while ago and they were like, you know, this is not really my cup of tea type of podcast because she talks too much about whatever. And I'm like, don't listen. Like, I don't yeah. want to tell you, like, it's yeah. my podcast, you know, you don't yeah. have to sit around, you know, yeah. here are the keys. Forcing you. Nobody's yeah. forcing you to be here. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you definitely have to do, have fun, you know, like I think sending uh, videos to your email list, that's so fun. It's so fresh. How many people are doing that? I love it. I know some people are like, man, here she is again, but I just love it so much. And I think I've gotten a little bit more comfortable. It just takes a lot of practice because when I first started doing that, I felt super awkward, super strange, super weird. But now, now that I like, I have two boys and I'm mess, I look messier. I look like I don't know, a frazzled owl all the time, but like I'm just like, you know, I'm showing up, I'm showing up and I'm letting them know it's like some tips or I'm just like saying hi because everybody checks their email every day and they just need an encouraging voice in their inbox because I mean, this world needs a lot of encouragement. So I try to do that every week for my list and not so I don't want them to think, oh, she's just like nurturing me because she wants me to buy something. I just want to get to know them. I want them to get to know me. I want them to know I appreciate them for trusting me enough to educate them week after week after week. And it's just a cherry on top. If they're like, yeah, I'm going to buy a product from her. That's awesome. But if not, they're telling their friends about me. And so it's been a positive experience for me. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so you you did this launch. You planned it out for a while. And then yeah. tell us, tell us the results. Give us some data. We we love numbers. Well, I, I love numbers. I hope my people yeah. do too. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I share a little bit more about my yeah. pre-launch strategy before I get into the numbers? Yeah. Okay. I had shared that I, uh, I created like this pre-launch plan leading up to the actual cart date. And 
I, I knew I was doing this all organically and I knew that I had to get the contributors who are a part of the bundle. I asked them, will you be podcast guests? They said, yes. And then they also agreed to sharing the podcast episodes with their audience. So their audience was seeing like, it just like, it was a positive snowball effect. And then on top of that, I didn't mention this, so sorry, but it feels like inception a little bit or meta, but I decided to do a hype event before the cart open. So what that means for some people, the hype event might be like a webinar before cart open or a five-day challenge or a three-day challenge. You're hyping your audience up even more. So I decided to do a pop-up private podcast. And you're probably listening. You're like, but Dolly, you just said you did a podcast. So you did another podcast. Yes. Okay. So hear me out. So the pop-up private podcast worked as a lead magnet. And for those of you who are not familiar with the term lead magnet, it's just a freebie that you give to someone in exchange for their email address. And it leads people to your offers over time. And so my offer was the bundle. And so what I decided to do with this private pop-up podcast was it's a four-day private pop-up podcast. It literally was private. So if somebody were to try to look it up on Apple, they couldn't find it. They had to like literally sign up on a landing page, exchange their email address for the code to get access to the actual podcast. And so what I did was I decided I know I knew that there was value in the bundle because I had the contributors I had asked to be a part of the bundle. They are leading experts in their fields and they are really good educators. And so I had asked them, I was like, okay, we got to get like a lot of hype about purchasing this bundle. Cause like some bundles, You buy them and they're like, I paid, I don't know, like I paid $97 for this. Like I could have Googled this. And so when I say like, I literally added everything up from the bundle and there was over 60, I would say over 6,700. I'm trying to remember six between 6,700 to $6,900 worth of value in this bundle. And I was, uh, we were going to sell it for $97. And to some people, that was too good to be true. Other people were like, there's a catch. What's the catch? There was no catch, no catch whatsoever. These were legit courses. And so I wanted people to have an appetizer to the bundles, like so that it could like make them either confirm or say, I, no, I don't need it. Or yes, I need this bundle now that I've learned from the contributors even more. So for four days in this private audio feed, I didn't interview them. I just had them teach like a masterclass style from a top of funnel perspective, middle of funnel perspective and bottom of funnel perspective. Cause remember the theme of the the systems and workflow magic bundle for this past year was funnels. And so I wanted to break down each part of the funnel and I wanted to have mastermind like classes so that they could go away with an action step. So even if they didn't buy it, they knew like, okay, I can do this and still help like my top of funnel. And, and so that converted like 
bananas. Like it was amazing in the best way possible. And that was a good decision on my end. And I, um, so if anybody's listening to this and you're like, besides like doing a, a, like, let's say a six to eight week lead up, I would say the week before your cart open date, like do like a big hype event to get people even more excited about your product or service, whatever. Um, because yes, you've been leading up to it, but just because I have this in my notes to share and I want to make sure I, I share this, but just because you show up on like Instagram or Facebook or what, your podcast or YouTube, just because you show up week in, week out, and you feel like you're yelling, maybe 3% of your audience will most likely see that. Listen to that stat. 3% of your audience will see that. So don't assume that just because you're talking about it and talking about it and talking about it all over all the time, that doesn't mean people are going to remember. Because remember, they're, they're, they're consuming social media for them about themselves. Okay. It's like, it's a very self-absorbed platform. And I mean, that's just the truth. That's the fact of the matter. So you need to make a lot of impressions. And so I just wanted to remind everyone, it's going to feel like a lot, but only a small percentage of your audience, your true followers will notice that. Yeah, that's true. Like, honestly, this has been so enlightening for me, especially as somebody who I told you before, I tend to do my launches like, oh man, like I'm feeling like doing this thing. I'm like, let's just do this thing. I love how thoughtful you are in like leading up, you know, like really planning everything out and like thinking things through, right? So you're like, okay, this is what this is going to look like. I love that so much. So it's definitely something that I want to implement into my life. Yeah. You know, I still believe I'll, I'll do like some, hey, let's launch this thing because <laughs> that's who I am. But yeah. I definitely want to try that out and just give it more time and more, more space to breathe and see how that goes. Yeah. Like maybe you can still infuse your personality and maybe you can still plan it out, but then infuse that like, hey, we're going to do this in the launch now. And hey, we're going to mm-hmm. do this in the launch right. now. Yeah. So still have that structure, but then still give yourself some wiggle room to like, be playful and do things on the fly. Yeah, totally. I mean, one thing that I told my audience is in the beginning stages of your business, when you first start to launch, like let's say you're launching something for two weeks, right? And you're doing like a traditional launch or you're maybe like posting about it or whatever. From days like three to like, I don't know, 12, it feels like you're talking to a void. So yes. in the beginning, when you're, when you're like so unsure of yourself and your space and how you fit in this online space, it might be a long time for you to be like, man, is anybody listening? Yes. This is flopping, you know? And it, most of us, I don't know about you, but like, I remember in my first launch, I'm like, I'm going to make 10K. And I'm like, <laughs> it didn't happen, you know? But yeah. that's like the idea that we all have, right? The big dreams. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, huh. Also observe your energy, but I do think that planning it out and, and just knowing like, yeah, you're going to be in the sticky middle, but everybody has, you know, everybody spends time in the sticky middle of a launch that like, you don't know if people are like tired of you, if yeah. you're like, should you just quit, you know, but yeah. keep going, don't quit. Yes, exactly. I just want to encourage all the listeners, if you do have like a service or a digital product or even something small, or you already have something and you do, let's say, I, I'm going to use me as a photographer as an example. 
I do spring mini sessions and I also do fall mini sessions. So in a way, I, I promote those like it's a launch event every single year. So I have like a six week lead up and I talk about like in my pillar content on my blog, I talk about different aspects of spring minis, but people don't realize what I'm doing. And like, I'm planting seeds along the way. And so if you're listening and you're, and you're like, well, I've tried the, I decided to launch next week and it didn't work. It flopped. It's don't, it's not a, it's not a flop. It's not a failure. You just have to like learn how to think strategically. Even if you like to think on a fly, like give yourself some grace and give yourself a little bit of structure to think both ways. One way, structure it out for at least 60 to 90 days. And then like I was saying earlier, like you can still have fun and be playful, be yourself in that 90 day lead up, but still be purposeful and intentional. So you can you can merge the two together. You don't have to be like so strict and I don't know, overwhelming like my personality because it's very, <laughs> I can be very overwhelming sometimes <laughs> like with how, how much how I plan. Things need yeah. to be, yeah. 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 Like, I'm more of, um, I mean, I love planning things out, but yeah. I do also like the flexibility of, yeah. No, but but here's the thing though, and I'm not gonna lie, sometimes when you rely too much on how you're feeling, yeah, there will be a day where you don't feel like doing the thing, and if you're not planned out, then you're not gonna do it. And that's when people like just tend to quit launches, you know? So like stick to the plan, no matter what, no matter where you land in this Juliana Dolly scale, like just stick <laughs> to the plan, like finish that launch. And one thing that I'm glad you brought that up because I, like I had shared earlier, like I had a deadline of my son, he was going to be born in December. And I was like, I need to get all of this planned out before December. And so how I did that was if you're wondering like, well, did she like record those podcast episodes in January and February? And did she like plan out all the content then and drop it then? No, I mapped it out like I shared earlier, like, well, not in July, in July, I started planning the event, but in September and October is when I like hit the ground. I like had some deep, deep work time. And I recorded those podcasts ahead of time. I made those blog posts ahead of time. I made the social media content ahead of time and I batched it all out. And it was a lot of work, but because I did that, I was able to rest, sincerely rest in December when my son was born and everything I, I like pre-recorded everything, batched out everything. And it's not like I like hit play and then everything happened on automation. And I was just like making all this money. I still like had to like do some things behind the scenes during open cart week and during the pre the hype period. But I, the key was I batched everything out and I pre-recorded everything out. I like mapped it out. I knew exactly what puzzle pieces I had to work on. And then it was easy for me so that I could truly enjoy the newborn stage of my son being born. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. So then tell me like what happened next in your launch? Okay. So I guess we are going in. You had asked about the numbers. And so I'll share, I'll share the numbers with you. So I had shared earlier that I did a hype piece for my actual cart open. And that was the pop-up 
private podcast. And so this, this is what was mind blowing for me. So, and, and keep in mind, this was all organic marketing. I did not put any dollars behind like this launch. And I think if I had put ad dollars, I think I would have gotten even more of a reach, but this is just like fun to see organic marketing. I had over, now keep in mind this pop-up podcast acted as my lead magnet. So I had 303 people sign up for the pop-up podcast. And of the people who actually consumed this lead magnet, it was 93.7%, which is such a high number because a lot of people who download lead magnets there's not a lot of follow through uh, or they don't, or they just download it and it can collects digital dust. And then, but for this lead magnet, there was a deadline. They had until a, a certain date in February to consume this lead magnet. And then it went away forever. And I let them know it in the lead magnet. So I had a consumption rate of 93.7%. And then of the listeners who listened to the podcast, who went on to convert into a purchaser, it was 79 people out of the 297 people who, so 297 people purchased the bundle. 79 of those 297 people came from the pop-up podcast. And how I knew that was I was segmenting everything on the behind the scenes of my email. I use Flowdesk. And so I was able to segment these are the pop-up podcast listeners. These are the people who signed up for the wait list for the bundle. These are the bundle purchasers. So at the very end, when I was just collecting data, looking at the data, I noticed, oh my goodness, 79 of these people purchased the bundle. And that conversion was ended up being 26%. Wow, that's amazing. And then I like, like, to share with people on average webinars, like another hype piece, see an attendance rate between 20 to 30% of people who sign up and some see upwards of 50 to 60% and some see as low as 15%, which is where the average of the 20 to 30% comes in. And so again, the 93.7% show up rate was high and and they're actually consuming. So that's that's what is mind blowing to me. So I think in the future, I'm gonna continue to use pop-up podcasts because I learned that people like to listen on their own time. They don't wanna sit down and watch a webinar just because like, I, I'm trying to think of it from my perspective. I'm a mom. Sometimes I don't have time to sit down at like, 4 p.m. on a Tuesday to watch this webinar or 11 a.m. Pacific time to watch a webinar because I have to manage both of my boys. I have to manage the household. And so I'm usually like consuming something on the go or I'm consuming something when they're asleep. And so I think that was something that I learned from this past launch. Yeah, 100%, which honestly, like pod, so the podcast is my funnel, right? Like I, I really don't market my business any other way. I got off of Instagram last November and like my podcast is it. And I love yeah. podcasts for that reason, right? Like yeah. I know who my person is. I know she's a busy mom. She doesn't have time to like sit down and watch me on video and things like that. That's not to say that those things don't work, 
But I also know that my content, like I'm never going to be able to help her out at a deep capacity doing reels or TikToks. Like it's not my thing. So that's why I love podcasting. I have her attention for longer than a few seconds. So yeah, podcasting is my funnel. And that's why I love that. And I love that you're going to start using that more in your launches because you know what's working. Like it's just so flexible. And I'm seeing a lot more people doing that now that they're using podcasts. That's just like so smart. Yeah. And like a lot of people now are also using podcasts as not just like a pop-up podcast that comes and goes, but that is their lead magnet. Mm -hmm. So they're collecting email addresses and then those people are getting a win from listening to the podcast. So that's like another strategy. I'm like, "Hmm, maybe I should use that too. So marketing is just, there's no like one way street with marketing. It's just like all you're testing it out as you go. Exactly. Which is why you like, you need to love the data, right? Because if you just sit here and you're like analyzing your feelings and how you feel just launched a quote unquote flopped, you're not doing your service, but if you're looking at the data, then you have things to go off of next time, which that's why I love numbers. Yes. Yes. Numbers do not lie to you. Numbers are facts. The feelings, oh my goodness, it's like yeah. an emotional roller coaster in my head all the time. But then I'm like, okay, I just need to look at the numbers and see what the numbers are telling me. Okay, I either need to stop doing this or doing or do something else or continue to do this. So yes, listen to Juliana. Don't don't listen to your feel. I mean, listen to your feelings, of course. Like there is a well balance, but what we're trying to say is dig into the data. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so I remember when I was listening to your episode, you also talked about how the contributors were also affiliates to your course, right? Yeah. Okay, so all the contributors to the bundle, when I say contributors, if you're listening in and you're like, what is a contributor? What do you mean by that? So they contributed a a course that would help the person understand a little bit more about the digital funnel. And so since that was the theme of the bundle. And so I told the contributors like, Hey, like, just so you know, I will make an affiliate link for you. And anytime somebody purchases from your affiliate link, you get 70% of the sale, which is really high for industry standards. It's normally 30% or 40%, but I wanted to like, get them excited to promote the bundle. Why is like, again, because like, I believe, I know this is so silly, but I just really believe in the power of systems and workflows. Like it's helped me out so much as a solo business owner, as a mom, as a small business owner. And I see how much it transforms other people's businesses. You don't have to like be like 100% automated in all the things like all the time. But if one system can help you out, that that could help you scale your business in some small way. And so I, I just wanted to get everybody amped up and excited about promoting. And I also wanted them to win as well. So yeah, so all of my contributors had their own special affiliate link. And so that way, when they promoted it to their audience, they won. It wasn't me. It was them that was winning. It was them that was being the hero. And then that way they were getting like, they got a really good kickback of it. So yes, the the bundle generated $28,000, but I paid out over $15,000 in affiliate payouts. And that felt amazing. Like 
especially in the time of year, January, February, March, this like sometimes can be a slower season for a lot of creatives. And so it was fun having, giving them a little cash injection to their business. And so, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So Dottie, do you want to hear a sad story? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) So I found you through Megan. Okay. So oh, I, I signed up to Ward? her email list. Yeah, Megan Ward. And yeah. I, I signed up for the podcast, for the pop-up podcast. Yes. But I didn't know there were deadlines. Like it was just a busy time of year for me. I was launching two podcasts for two clients and it was yeah. intense. So I totally missed the podcast. So I, I have it, like I signed up for it, but I didn't download the episodes and I missed the deadline. So by the time that I'm like, oh, let, let me sit down and buy this thing, it was gone. I was like, no. You should message her and let her know, like, Megan, if you listen to this, hey, Juliana is incredible. You should (laughs) message her. Did you know that Megan also is, uh, she is going to be releasing her podcast very soon in April or May, hopefully. Oh, that's good to know. Because I I have looked her up and I'm like, she's not a podcast. We need to talk. (laughs) Yeah. He is, uh, she's incredible. It's going to be all about email marketing. So the strategies behind email marketing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just letting you know that somebody tried to get your bundle, but the link was expired. It was. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Which brings me to my next question. So are you planning for next year or do you just want to keep this like a once a year type of launch? Like what are your future plans if you want to share any of that? No, I'll totally, share. <laughs> I'll totally share. So I'm planning on doing a summit version of the systems and workflow magic bundle. Um, so instead of bundle, it'll be a summit. And so I, and the theme of the summit is going to be the systems and workflows of email marketing. And speaking of Megan, may I like pitch to Megan already. I've asked her, I'm like looking for speakers who can speak on the power and the systems and workflows of email marketing. And so, yeah, that's going to be this June, Lord willing, this Mm -hmm. summer. And it's this time it's going to be a free summit. And I'm very open and honest, like the only paid tier to that is if a person wants to watch all of the speakers speak on their own time. Like they, they miss to speak the speakers, let's say like somebody spoke on Tuesday and they missed it and they were only able to see Wednesday's talk, then they can get an all access pass. That will be the only paid version, but this is going to be a free event. And I'm very, this is my first time leading a summit, which is very different from a bundle. And I'm a little nervous, but I've already planned ahead. I've already figured out the quote unquote, the cart open date, which the sum, when the summit starts, I've already started mapping everything out. So if I, if I give myself like time and structure every day, I can do this. I know I can totally do this. It's just, and then I've also given myself lots of grace and wiggle room because I have two little ones at home. And so for those of you who are listening, I work maybe two to three hours a day. I do the nap time hustle. I do the early morning hustle. And then once a week when my son is not in school. So I have a four-year-old, almost five-year-old, and he goes to school three times a week, but now I have a two-month-old. So 
that doesn't mean I can just like work like four to five hours straight. I still have to watch the two month old. So I have a babysitter who comes in once a week. And so I get a lot of my work done during babysitter time. And I try not to work on Sundays. Although my husband, if he's listening, he'll be like, you work on Sundays, but <laughs> I try not to, but yeah, I don't want listeners to be like, well, she probably works eight to nine hours a day. I don't. I only work like two or three hours a day. So that's why I'm like a firm believer in planning ahead and structuring your days around your schedule and making sure you give yourself a lot of wiggle room and grace for like future launches, future future plans. Yeah. Well, Dolly, this conversation has been so inspiring. And like, thank you for letting us know how much time how many hours a day you work, because I think it's important to, to be honest about that. And, and I think, you know, for me, I have the flexibility because, you know, my husband stays with the kids, my kids are homeschooled, but my husband stays with them. So I could like technically work all day long. And sometimes I like tidy my office. I'm like, should I come out? No, I'm good. I'm good here. I've got AC. I've got AC. I'm good. But I have been and I became Christian back last November and the more I, I dig into the Bible and I, I'm trying to, you know, find my role and, and as, a, as a Christian mom, as a Christian wife. And I'm like, I, I want to spend more time with my kids and I want to be more intentional. I feel like I work too much. And sometimes I work, I use work as a crutch because I love what I do. Like, I love marketing. I'm super creative. So I love that you're saying that because I'm like, oh, you know, how can I cut back on the time that I'm working? But which is something that I, I have been battling with, if I'm being super honest, for like a month now, I'm like... I work too much. I don't need to work this much. I need to, I need to, something has to change because this does not make sense. And I have a team, like I'm not, I'm not working alone, you know? So there's no reason for me to be in my office from like nine until three every day, which happens. And it's because I don't manage my time really well. So I'm being super honest. (laughs) I just want to encourage you and say that's where the grace of God comes in, as you know, and like, I don't have it. Oh, I do not have it perfectly. I'm also a Christian. I'm also a believer. And so I have to, it's like a daily reminder for me to like remind myself, my mission field is my, are my children. Those two boys are my mission field. And as much as I love my job, like my work, I love my job too. I love what I do. I love, I love creating. I love creating systems and workflows and educating others. It's so much fun for me, but a priority, like a shift has happened slowly. It's like, I'm still like fighting God almost every day. It feels like I'm like, I just want more time to work for me. And I feel like he's like gently reminding me, but this is limited time with your, your kids. Like this is very limited. They need you to minister to them and not like open the Bible and talk about the Bible with them, but just like minister, like spend time with them love them, be gentle with them. There will be seasons. There will be days when they see me work and that's fine. My four-year-old tells me he's creating content with me. I'm like, okay, he's seen me. He's seen me work too much. He knows content creation, but they, they need to know that I work, but at the same time, they need to also know that I can be present into them. So I don't have it figured out, but I am being reminded every day, like when I pour into scripture, God pours into me and he reminds me like, you need to like love them every single day. Cause you have very limited time with them. And when they get older, other things are going to pour into them. And when you want to pour into them, they're going to be like, no, I don't want to listen to you. Like not because they're awful. It's just 
that's going to be their stage of life. Happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for this conversation. I know my listeners are going to want to connect with you. Where can they uh, go in the interwebs yeah. to find you? Yeah, definitely. So everyone can find me at Instagram at Dolly DeLong Education if you want systems and workflow education. And then if you want to look, check out my website, it's dollydelongphotography.com. And that's where my photography business and my systems and workflow business live. So I make sure to point out like two very different paths. And then I will share a freebie with you, Juliana, for your listeners. Like if they want to help getting started with systems and workflows, I have like a lot of freebies. So I'll send you a link and you can okay. decide which one to share from there. But yeah, like come and find me, say hi. And thank you for having me again. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hi, this is so good.